Dope. That works. Sweet. Hell yeah, we are live, gentlemen. What's up, guys? We're back. We're back. Um, what's up, Kevin? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm hanging in pretty good. How are you guys doing? Well, uh, kind of sad that I didn't get uh, a beer for this episode. I'm kind of sitting here dry. Oh, man. <laughs> Feel that. <laughs> I was going to say, bro, I'm tempted to say, mm-hmm. uh, oh, what's up, man? No, I was just curious how uh, you guys know each other or how you got to know Kevin. Because I'd never heard of it. Uh, I saw Kevin on Insta. I met Kevin on Instagram. Oh, interesting. Honestly, I saw one of his videos and decided to follow checked the the link you know it's always important to have the link in the bio mm-hmm. and yeah. uh peeped his work and thought it was hella dope so i was like why not have <coughs> him on dude hell yeah thank you appreciate you guys having me on where are you from where are you from kevin uh i'm from belmont which is like kind of up by san francisco okay. it's on the peninsula okay yeah. you know it's funny uh it's, i'm glad you didn't say i'm from san francisco and then you say like oh what part you know and you're like oh, okay well you know i'm from belmont it's really like outside of yeah. the right, It's cool. funny because, um, yeah, like a lot of people from Belmont will even say, like, oh, I'm from San Mateo because, like, mm. Belmont is right next to San Mateo. And San Mateo right. kind of has, like, a little That's bit funny. more going on. Hmm. But, there you go. Yeah. It's all about regional affiliation these days, you know? Yeah, 650. <laughs> and is, is this your first, <laughs> first podcast? Um, second, technically. But oh, second. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of know what, what what's going on then. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that way you know we. I, Let me I, ask you guys a real, uh, uh-huh. real quick question. If you could uh, slap the shit out of anyone in history, who would it be? Okay. Like, you get to pop in, just deliver the slap. Probably give like two middle fingers dip. to the face and then just pop out of reality. Damn, dude, this one this one was hard because I'm thinking like there are different levels of uh, severity to like why you would slap someone. Like mm. the first thing that came to my head was Hitler because that's like I feel like that's like an obvious one. But um, Martin Shkreli is is up there. Maybe that's the dude that like Martin uh, Shkreli, like right yeah. after he bought that Wu Tang album. Yeah, oh. yeah, the oh, Wu Tang album and uh, and like the like. HIV drug price hike thing, like I would definitely I slap that. Yeah, him let for me that. let me get this drug and raise it up four hundred percent or some nonsense. Yeah, it went from like I think it was like three dollars and fifty cents a pill to like seven hundred and fifty bucks a pill. But uh, yeah, no, that dude kind of it's funny though. I like yeah. saw um I saw a Vice interview with him that actually like made me kind of reconsider whether I would slap him or not. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he kind of, like, he, like, explained it that his price hike was supposed to be, um, I guess, like, targeted to the insurance companies rather than the people and that, like, the patients yeah, could still get lost. the drug. But I don't know. Either way, I just, I don't fuck with the price hikes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was going after the insurance companies, not the common man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, that's that was the the one thing that I was kind of, I don't know. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's not. Mm. I don't know, dude. Well, you know who I'd probably slap. Who? You know, I'd probably slap, like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, like right before he was gonna go after the first one. 
Yeah. Just yeah. pop in. Pop. You know, maybe he would have slapped him straight. Maybe he wouldn't have uh, done what he did. Yeah. Or maybe he would have done it worse. I would have given him, like, a real reason. Or, I mean, you can also blame the parents. His parents, mm. maybe. Maybe it wasn't always, maybe, you know? Like, it's some of those things that, like, are made in, in childhood trauma, possibly. So you go to his father and you go, you raise this boy right. Yeah. And, and then you <laughs> Slap love Jeffrey him with Dahmer's all the love dead. in your exactly. heart. And then, you know, and then it's like an alternate reality where Jeffrey Dahmer saved 20,000 lives by creating this <laughs> new, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what you go back do. and give uh, give H H Holmes a like old timey slap in the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> About uh, Harvey Weinstein, Ooh. you know, just give Ooh. him the good old one too. You know, yeah, that's a good oh, one. Man. I did not think about any of these people because when you when you asked the question, I think it was historical people. I was like, I'm thinking of like old school people, like I don't know, Lincoln or. Roosevelt, you know, presidents. Um, the person I was thinking of to slap, if like just to, maybe it'll change things, was Christopher Columbus. Mm. You know, mm, like he said, like one. he's like coming yeah. on to land, like he's stepping on and he's like looking at like, I don't know, whatever. And he's like, ah, yes, this is. And then I come out of nowhere and just, new no! land. Yeah. <laughs> no. You leave this place. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I saw this real quick. I saw this thing on TikTok last night that made me laugh and then like, oh shit, double take. This kid got caught up in uh, the GameStop fervor, Mm -hmm. decided to put his entire college fund, over $93,000, and invest it, and in four days he lost it all. Mm. Oh my god. No. Yeah, there was two there was four videos on his page. The first one was like let's get rich boys to the moon, you know? The <laughs> second one was like Elon Musk saying some shit about Bitcoin. The third was him crying, showing the screen of his stock just f- plummeting. <laughs> and then the fourth one was him trying to ex- like his dad yelling oh, at him. No. Oh, He's like, you're not man. even supposed to have access to it. How old is he? Damn. I don't know how old he was. He, he seemed young, though. Under, like, under 18? Like fresh out of high school, oh. probably like 18, 19. Oh, damn, man. Damn, dude. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Homie pissed away $93,000, but that video had over 215,000 views. Well, at least you can go viral. That'll last 15 Yeah, minutes. maybe he can... Uh... <laughs> Maybe he can monetize that somehow and get that a little sucks, bit bro. back. Yeah, that was a real link a YouTube and then start with other stock horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid, man. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. It'll teach him a lesson. Yeah, yeah that's one way to learn about Bro. stocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's 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 not talk about ninety three thousand dollars in the fucking toilet. Let's start the show. Cue <laughs> the intro music. Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of the first and the fifteenth. My name is Anthony Barrera. I am your host. 
Coming in from a remote, undisclosed location is my close confidant and co-host, Mr. Jaime Virgen. What's up? It's good to be back on the 1st and the 15th. Um, I have nothing clever to say this time. So, let's move on. All right, Jaime with the same old boring intro as ever. Exactly. We have a big guest alert here on the show today. Uh, my boy Kevin, I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name. I'm going to let you do it so I don't butcher it. What's For up, sure. man? How you doing? What's up, guys? Uh, it's Kevin Burley. And so. yeah, I'm Burley. doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, pretty I'm good, good, man. Pretty good. I just had a Starbucks before we started, so I'm a little, I'm a little jolty right now, you know? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Coffee is essential for sure. Oh, yeah. I used to be a big uh, energy drink guy. Um, I was up to two monsters a day. Damn. And, uh, god damn, dude. I knew a guy that was up to four a day, and I just Whew. did not want to get there. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I would be, like, all tense and shaky all the time if I consumed that much caffeine. For real. And I know he wasn't getting the four pack, so it must have been costing him a fortune. Yeah, that's like what, like three fifty a monster. So it's like three fifty a pop. You know, that, that that stacks up after a while, man. That's like, you know, that's like that's like twenty bucks a day on it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine pulling a twenty out of your wallet and being like, "This is my monsters for the day." <laughs> I would be, I'd be running out of money real quick. <laughs> for real man let's get into what you do man can you go ahead and describe what it is that you do for the listeners yeah for sure um i am a videographer slash photographer slash content creator whatever you want to kind of label that but um i shoot music videos and marketing content for small businesses and realtors as well and uh that's that's what i do for a living Oh yeah, man. Uh, when did you realize that this is what you wanted to do? Like, when was that moment for you? Um, it's kind of hard to pick one starting point because there are like a handful of different ones uh, that kind of all converge together. But I think like the point when I really decided to go for it as a career was like around eighteen, kind of getting out of high school and uh, having to kind of think about like, okay, what do I want to do with my life, and like, what's something that I could you know, become financially stable. It's always such a fun conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. yeah. I guess around that time, just thinking about like figuring out whether college was going to be an option and like all that stuff. Uh, and video was kind of always in the background there from like a few of my other interests. So I figured it, it seemed, it seemed like a natural. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, were there any influences that you uh, that you that really stuck out to you as you were uh, coming up as your videographer? Um, there are a bunch, honestly, like and kind of from different sides of the like things that got me into video. So like skate videos and stuff were like the original spark. I've been skating for like twenty one years now, um, and oh, wow. so like that was the thing that made me want to shoot video in the first place um did you go with like the fisheye lens yep yeah my uh my dad becomes standard issue yep my dad is a photographer and um and he had like a high eight tape camera around the house that was kind of like our that was like our family videos camera and so um 
basically like I just started taking that out and filming my friends skating with that and they'd film me and we started kind of putting together our own videos but um at the time like uh this is probably like 2000 to 2005 or 6 so all the videos that were coming out at that time were a huge influence especially um all the America videos so like all John Miner's work um and also the zero videos and stuff everything that Jamie Thomas was doing uh those were super influential in terms of like wanting our videos to look like their videos hmm. so when it have that same kind of like flair to it yep yeah 100 percent. and um and i still kind of carry a little bit of that even in like the music video stuff too like i like john minor and like mike missouri used a lot of time lapse kind of stuff um in the america videos and so like yeah. I think that's kind of something that has sparked my love of uh, time lapse, and so I, I. It is a fun concept to think about, like when you're editing a video, where like space and time in that like space, you can kind of manipulate however you want, man, and that's that's such a cool thing to be able to do. Like I can make it go night and show you the entire process of it in less than thirty seconds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, time-lapse and slow motion both, I, I feel like, because it's, like, we're not able to experience that shit otherwise, um, you know, just in day-to-day -day life, it's, it has, like, this natural draw to it of it being something that you, you can't physically experience, like, just walking around. Hell yeah, what would you rather see, a picture of a flower in bloom or the bloom process itself? Exactly. Get to Fuck yeah, man, I like it. Is there anything that, with all the knowledge that you have now, would go back and do differently in your earlier years? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, like, well, yes and no. Because I, I, I like where I'm at. Like, I, I'm happy that I got to where I'm at. Um, and so I kind of wouldn't change anything. But I think, like, some of the mistakes that I made early on, one of them was uh, not researching my gear better um, in terms mm. of purchasing gear. Um, and just not necessarily getting something that was bad, but getting something that didn't really quite fit my needs as a videographer. And Dude, then, I have had that yeah. same issue come up where you get this, like, small, it could be a small piece, like, let's say, like, a lavalier mic, and you're like, cool, okay, I can add that to the arsenal. Come to find out it's exactly the opposite of what you need. You need something completely different. So now that just gets to get put away in a drawer somewhere, and hopefully you get to use it one day. Yep. Yeah, man, that, um, I, like, I don't regret it, because I, I definitely, st like, got to shoot some good stuff with it, but, um, the second camera that I got, I, so my first camera that was, like, officially mine that I started sh shooting actual projects with was a graduation present, and from there, the next camera that I actually invested kind, in was of, a... What, I'm sorry, I was gonna ask. It was, like, a... It was like a Sony camcorder. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was like a VG10 or something. I don't okay. remember exactly the model. Right. But, um, but it was it was solid. It wasn't like probably the best investment at that point. But at the same time, like it was a good thing to get started with. But the camera that I bought after was the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera. Mm, I've heard of Blackmagic. And um, and they make incredible cameras. Like the the dynamic range the image quality and the color science is beautiful but those pocket cinema cameras like 
the battery life, like, like all the aspects of it that make it kind of run and gun and like easy for just going out and shooting were super limiting. So like short battery life and I'd go and shoot an event oh, and like be having to swap many, batteries and having to... How many times did you run out of juice during a shoot? I don't know. Like I think the first couple shoots... Um, I don't know if it ever happened in a way where it like totally shut me down, where I like didn't finish something, but I had to constantly rig up extra battery packs. And I mm. like I think I like luckily learned that lesson early enough in terms of just like testing out the camera at home and realized like how fucked I was gonna be. <laughs> like that I that I ended up buying a bunch of batteries and um I definitely probably had to switch it out like I, when I started out, I shot more like weddings and things like that, and uh, yeah. those kind of events, I definitely had times where I was like shooting a speech or something, mm. and would have it die, and would like Damn. you oh, know miss yeah. miss like a minute or something right. to swap to another battery, and yeah, so that that was um, again great tool for certain things. Like if you're shooting short films you're fine because you can set up scene by scene and it's not this run and gun thing and like mm. it works for that but it can't be the main yeah like it, your main camera it's like a side like a you know if you have an arsenal it's your handgun right it's not your rifle yeah yeah it's gonna be camera two yeah yeah or exactly yeah so that's one thing um and then i guess the other thing i would change is just uh maybe do more free work but um but try to network smart in that way like hit up bands that i really liked and be like hey like can i please shoot something for free like i just you know want to create something and use that as an opportunity to to build my portfolio um better uh which i ended up doing some of that but i think i would do more of that and kind of reach out to more people uh earlier so i wanted to kind of jump into that um because as artists, it's important that you cover your nut. You know, you're saying you have to make sure that you're being compensated for like the real work that you're doing. Yeah. Um, how is that as a videographer coming to a client and being like, "Hey, this is the going rate." Um, it's definitely like it's something that I still struggle with. I think and has been like the harder part of working freelance for me has been kind of getting the business end of things going. Because in terms of like the filming and editing, like I. I feel confident in that. I'm more used to that, but like running a business is definitely something else. Um, and it's not why I got into it. You know, I got into it to be a video guy, not to be a business owner. But um, I would say like it's getting easier just with experience because I'm getting to a point where uh, I've been doing it long enough that I can feel confident enough in my work and to like throw out the prices that I need to be throwing out. Um, yeah, but early on, especially like it's intimidating for sure. Um, and also like I, I tend to be kind of a timid person. So like mm. I definitely was, uh, I don't know, it's, it's scary to like throw it out and be like, this is my price and I'm sticking to it. Mm. And, um, yeah. you just kind of have to, you have to build up to that, but also you have to be aware. You have to be self-aware enough to, yeah. to know where you're at and know like, okay, you know, if you don't have as much experience as, like, some of these top dudes, then you don't get to charge top dude prices. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a freelance, as a freelance, as an freelance um, videographer, 
how how high is the temptation to like look scout out some agencies and maybe try to try to get on board with them? Is there like a pro con list that you come up with versus keeping your freedom and uh, joining another group? Um, honestly, I haven't like like I know that it's there, but I haven't really looked into it enough to know like kind of where things are at in that regard and um and i haven't felt like i was ready for it yet i guess um mm. especially because like a lot of the artists i've been working with are still like local bands most of them unsigned um some signed bands here and there but not a whole lot and so i've always kind of felt uh i guess maybe like i'm not at a point where i feel like i need an agent yet um okay but at the same time, it's it's hard to kind of make that call, and I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. Um, Especially, and the pandemic has not made it any easier. Yeah, no, definitely not. And uh, and I'm high risk, like health wise. So like, oh yeah, you really yeah, don't want to be out there. <laughs> definitely taking it easy for now, and just kind of trying to coast and survive. I love it, man. Well, listen, Kevin, I want to thank you for coming on as a guest, man. You've been absolutely wonderful. We both learned a lot talking to you today, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you want to check out any more Mm -hmm. of Kevin's work, uh, the link will be in our bio for his stuff. Awesome. We will definitely love you guys to check it out. I want to thank you one more time, Kevin. You've been awesome, man. Um, Hell, yeah. Dope. I want to thank my co-host, Mr. Jaime Vidhan, for being the co-host that he has always been. Thank you so much. Uh, again, like I say always at the end of these uh, episodes, go check us out on our uh, Instagram at the first and the 15th underscore. You can go see all our other episodes there. Uh, we've talked to comedians, technicians, filmmakers, videographers now. Um, and you can go listen to our links there. You can go listen to us on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, podcast. And we really appreciate you listening. This is the 39th episode, I would believe, right? Am I wrong? Am I tripping? This might be 40. This oh, might be 40. I feel, yeah, it's like either it's between 39 and 40, but we appreciate you listening. Uh, go listen to us next week. And uh, thank you again, Kevin, for coming on the show. Um, And that's it, really. Thank you again. Anthony, as always, a great job. This was very interesting. I feel I felt like I noticed I talked a lot less, but I was it was interesting because like I don't know much about music music videos, so I learned a lot. Hell yeah, man! Always good. Uh, my name is Anthony Barrera. This has been the first and the fifteenth. We want to thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye.